This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast and today we've got Sam in the building. How are you doing Sam? Hello Ryan, I'm very good thank you. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. It's still very cold outside at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's still probably still very warm where you are, so I'm very jealous at the moment. Well, you say that, but actually, you 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 wouldn't believe it. In the desert, we've had so much rain, especially over the last couple of days. It's been bucketing it down. So I woke up this morning to grey skies and a light drizzle. So it was just like being back home. <laughs> a light drizzle is like home. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so today, a bit of a short and sweet episode, we're going to talk about Disney. Disney have announced that they are putting aside $60 billion over the next 10 years, and that has been dedicated to park expansion and also a cruise line. I believe around 70% of that is dedicated to what's there at the moment, so the current Disney parks, also the current ships. Another 30% potentially for more ships, I guess, uh, but also maybe a fifth park at Disney World as well. There's been lots of speculation about that. Uh, We already know about some projects that they've talked about, Encanto and Coco potentially coming to the Animal Kingdom, Beyond Haunted Mansion, which I keep wanting to call Beyond the Thunderdome, but that's definitely not what it is. Uh, That was also meant to be potentially a Coco or Encanto area, Uh, but that whole expansion, I think at Disneyland Paris, the the potentially looking to expand past Phantom Manor as well. Lots of interesting projects at the moment, particularly Frozen, obviously being built over at Disneyland Paris. We've seen the Beauty and the Beast ride, I think. Is that at Hong Kong or Shanghai? I can't remember which one. But I've seen a POV of that, and that looks fantastic, and I hope that comes to Disneyland Paris. That would be amazing. So, Sam, what do we think about this $60 billion that's potentially going to be spent over the next 10 years? Where do we think this money is going to be spent? Anything new and exciting, perhaps? I think so far they've talked again more about Frozen. They've also talked about Black Panther and the world of Wakanda potentially coming to some Disney parks. What do you think, Sam, this £60 billion is going to be spent on over the next 10 years? Well, I mean, I think this is a very good question, Ryan. You know, it's a lot of money they're putting forward. And I'm not surprised that they put this announcement out off the back of all the buzz that Epic Universe is receiving. They were going to have to do some sort of retaliation, weren't they? Like, let's be honest. Um, So I think we could see loads of different directions for this money. Let's not forget, this seems like a big chunk, but actually when you break it down to all the different properties, um, it probably diminishes it a bit. Um, But in terms of specifics, some things that I would like to see, uh, in terms of park-specific stuff, I think we could potentially see a new pavilion at Epcot. I think that would be really exciting. Now, I'm not just talking about an expansion of a pavilion, but a whole new pavilion. For years and years and years, there's been rumours of Australia being represented in the World Showcase. And I think that would make such a fit uh, to the World Showcase. Um, It's somewhere that isn't really represented, I would argue, uh, at Epcot or even at Animal Kingdom that much. Um, so I, I, I genuinely think that would be perfect. Um, in what context they would do that, like in terms of what they would specifically put, I would imagine we would have a couple of restaurants, uh, maybe a couple of shows, and perhaps 
obviously a, a ride, an e-ticket ride. Um, I'd like to see something a bit more substantial, like um, like a Frozen uh, Forever After or a um, Three Caballeros, like an actual attraction uh, there if they did do that. Um, in terms of the new park, I think if we're talking about Wakanda Forever, that whole land, I think we could see that go to Animal Kingdom. I think it would make a perfect expansion um, for Animal Kingdom. Um, off the back of Avatar, like as a as a further land, um, but one thing I really want to touch on here is Cruise Line because let's not forget Disney did say it was going to their ships as well. Um, so I think while we've seen Disney bring out new and new and new and new and newer ships, right? We've had uh, I think two ships add to the add to the fleet. We've got the Treasure and the Wish, right? They're the two newest. The Wish being a brand new one, the Treasure being a previously owned ship that they've basically bought and redone up. Um, I think we could see more of this. I think depending on how well the treasure does, I think we could see Disney buying pre-loved ships and you know giving them a new lease of life. That's probably certainly more cost effective. Um, and or you know or, or we could see brand new ships as well. I think one thing that I'd like to see in the new ships is I'd like to see more more Disney park based uh, products and experiences on board. Um, now we've seen them with, they're obviously testing the water with this, with treasure, with the treasure, because they had the Haunted Mansion restaurant, the bar on board, which is great that they're doing this, but there were definitely, certainly when I worked on board, there was definitely a gap in the market between the land and package deals. People would do, uh, do a land and package deal. They go to the theme parks and they go on a cruise afterwards. That's what they were calling land and package, land and land and sea package. Sorry, um, and I think well, there is a missing gap because I think people love to show their dedication to the parks, especially annual pass holders. Um, so I think we could see more themed restaurants, more themed experiences based on the parks. Um, perhaps I just thought of this on the top of my head, but a restaurant to do with maps, like to do with Disney park maps. Um, all, all over the walls and perhaps your dinner is your your serving uh, mat is a Disney Parks map and perhaps the whole point of the restaurant is that you go on an adventure through some classic Disneylands like Adventureland, Frontierland, things that are used in a lot of the Disney Parks um, and the menu is from curated of Disney Parks food from around the world and perhaps through each of the lands that you move um, a different show, like if you're doing a Frozen style restaurant theme, a different show happens to do with that land, or perhaps the the environment changes, or the mapping projection changes, or there's a different like frontier land. You could have, you know, the big big Thunder Mountain players, or something like that, or uh, you know, or, or, or adventure land. You could have as you know a bunch of skippers moving through the restaurant. You could do something really cool like that. You know, what do you think the chances are of us seeing? a purpose-built ship just for Europe? Because at the moment we do see ships come over every now and then. Uh, they spend a bit of time uh, around the UK or into the Mediterranean. I don't know if we've got one purposely built and just for Europe. Do you think that might be a possibility? Potentially. Um, I think if I'm being really honest, I think the dream, the Disney dream is now going to be moving. I mean, it has already moved to the UK more. Uh, I think we're going to see the dream hit more uh, European itineraries because of the lack of Disney Cruise Line in Europe. The dream, although it's an old ship or an older ship, 
um, what's 12, 13 years old now, uh, to Americans, because it's been on the American, you know, the Florida, the Caribbean circuits for a while, to Europe, that ship is still new and exciting and fresh. So actually, I don't necessarily think they need to build a new ship specifically for Europe. I think they could take the dream, for example, which is a newer ship to Europe and just move it across and the European market would still find it fresh and exciting um, because it's probably, you know, it's bigger than the magic, which was there before. Um, and it's still fresh. So a lot's been said about a fifth park at Disney World. Um I'm I'm still quite skeptical. I think Disney have been not really announcing a lot recently, but they've been showing a lot of concept art. I've I've still yet to see them start building a new area, a new land, which is something that we're all waiting for. They may be building an entire new park, maybe a bit of a stretch. But that being said, maybe in five years' time, you know, in that ten year period, maybe that could happen. So do you think it's a real possibility that we'll see a fifth park, at, well, a fifth theme park at Disney World? Do you think that could happen? I honestly don't know. I'd like to see it. And I think they're going to have to do something in response to Epic Universe. But um, I guess, what, what, Ryan, what, what, what do you think they would they would do? What, what, what theme would they choose? Where would they go? What would you like to see for the theme of the fifth gate if they were to build one? Um, I think a lot's been said about having a villains type land. I think Disney are going to sit and see how Universal's their own version of that is going to go. They've obviously got the the dark universe, uh, and they're going to have an area, epic universe. It's a massive area. I think if they see a lot of success from that, I just don't know if it'll be an actual separate theme park, but I could really imagine them developing a very large area outside outside of Magic Kingdom, uh, at the top of Magic Kingdom, perhaps that would become a kind of villain's lair or something like that. I think it would be really well received. I think more and more in this day and age, people seem to like villains more and more. I don't know why. Maybe it's always been a thing. You know, one of my favourite characters is Gaston. He's a villain. But I'd really love to see, and especially if you could imagine that uh, you start off in Gaston's tavern and then you can kind of make your way through a kind of dark woodland, go past Snow White's uh, cabin or whatever, and you could it could gradually get darker and darker, perhaps, you know. Um, they could even include, I mean, they could even have its own centrepiece, which it could maybe be Beast's Castle, maybe. Uh, you know, during the time that it's, uh, you know, under the spell, for example. I think there's so much potential. I just don't know if it will be an actual separate park, but I can imagine them adding, and they do need to do this at Magic Kingdom. I think they need to add so much capacity to it. What I've noticed about Magic Kingdom is I almost feel like Disney have let it, they've let it run down a little bit. I don't know if you think this, Sam, but... It doesn't feel like they're 100% putting their energy into keeping it as sparkly as they could do. And I wonder if that is because they're thinking, we're going to do this big expansion, this villain's lair, maybe. And then as part of that, we'll we'll spruce, you know, do a sparkle project or whatever we call it uh, across the rest of the park. So I think that could be an opportunity, maybe. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Um, so I went to Disney World now back in 20. 22 so two years ago now um and we went in the beginning of march and i have to say 
we I totally agree with you. We thought Magic Kingdom was the weakest of all the parks in terms of how it felt, in terms of um, how it was looking these days. Everything was a little bit lackluster and a bit, yeah, a bit like needed a fresh cone of paint um, and still felt like it was stuck in the noughties a little bit, um, some of the areas at least. Um, we found it just to be too jam-packed. And I think they do need to open the spaces up because there's still quite a lot of bottlenecks in the park and especially where they are, you know, managing crowds before fireworks and, and the pack cast members do a fantastic job with it, with the pack shifts. And that's not an easy shift to do. Um, I know because I've been there and I've done it, it's horrible, uh, but they do such a good job and they've got a real task to try and manage the crowds in that park when the design of it is that you have these bottlenecks. So I think you're right. Whatever they, whatever they bring next needs to be open. It needs to disperse the crowds and uh, it needs to yeah, just, just make more room and more space in that park. If you look at the old Fantasyland versus the new Fantasyland, my goodness, what a difference that makes now when you go through the castle with the crowds in the morning. And then because they completely got rid of that wall, you know, and it, it floods through, you know, it means that, 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 that the park can, can take the amount of guests. But I agree, something needs to happen to Magic Kingdom because certainly as a, as a, from a guest point of view, um, myself as a fan these days, um, I wouldn't, if I was going to Disney World, I don't think I'd pro prioritize Magic Kingdom um, because in my, in my head, I'd be thinking it's too busy, it's too crowded, and it's not the best experience on property. Yeah, and it must be kind of embarrassing for Disney to think that the Disneyland Park in Paris is really a far superior park than Magic Kingdom is, and that can't be that can't be the way that the company wants that to happen. I would have thought they'd want the Magic Kingdom to be their marquee park and and not be outfought by Disneyland Paris, for example. And I think also maybe a part of that sixty billion, I could I could very much imagine them expanding at Disneyland Paris more than they already have. I think they already earmarked some land for like a Star Wars expansion. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think maybe a Beauty and the Beast expansion is very much on the cards, I think, at Disneyland Paris. Can we just touch on how Disneyland Paris has gone from strength to strength to strength? I think, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't expect to see this kind of tra trajectory. Like, look at the new drone show for this year. I mean... Disney have all, uh, Disneyland Paris have always been seemingly the park to experiment with new nighttime features. And let's not forget, they were the first ones to combine the fountains, the, the mapping projection in their nighttime shows. And then they took it a step forward and did the drones. And then now they've even enhanced that technology and done the um, the electrical parade the, 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 in the sky. What an incredible show that is. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, yeah, and and they do need to do something because actually, um, so the last show, that, so the show that I saw, it was, uh, I think it was Illuminations, I think they called it, not to be confused with Illuminations at, at Disney World, and it wasn't the best show, it was kind of random, it was just like random stuff on the on the um, castle, which is kind of a bit like what the Magic Kingdom show was, well, to be fair, I was, I saw um what was it called um Wishes. happily ever after, happily ever after. I, well 
I have seen Wishes, but I saw Happily Ever After. But I was kind of expecting a bit more from Happily Ever After. It did kind of feel a bit like Illuminations. It was kind of like random stuff. Uh, and and even though the fireworks are very impressive, I wasn't as impressed by it. So yeah, Disneyland Paris are really pulling it, pulling it out of the park at the moment. I think uh, the new expansion at the studios is going to be fantastic. Um, I just hope they take it that one step further because it's it's well and, all well and good opening Frozen and the big lake area and that's going to be really good. But I do hope they do use that other bit of space that they have. Well, they have loads of space, but that other bit of space that they earmarked, I think they could do so much more. And we've seen, you know, the Beauty and Beast ride at the other parks also. Um, you know, there's, there's other interesting rides around around the world. You know, there's uh, different roller coasters in different parks. So I'd like to see... I'd like to see another signature roller coaster at Disneyland Paris. I think that'd be fantastic. I totally agree. I think I think more thrill rides at Disneyland Paris and family coasters would be great. Something indoors. Um, but I also want to say, like, from an entertainment point of view, which is something that's very close to my heart, Disneyland Paris also stand out. At any one time, they have three or four main live stage shows that happen. Um, across their two parks but we're not just talking like i don't know like uh like a, a stage that's put up on the side or like a or a semi-permanent stage with characters running out and doing a bit of a brief storyline we're talking full-on production with separate production casts um and we know the lion king's coming back this year uh which is fantastic it's a great show uh mickey and the magical map is coming back this year and the Pixar musical as well is coming back this year. So it's, it's amazing that they've got these full shows, um, which are incredibly high spec and they put so much love and care into them. Um, so well done Disneyland Paris. They're just, just killing it. Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up there, Sam. Uh, do you want to remind people where they can find you? Yep, absolutely. You can follow, follow me on Instagram at Sam Wooddow. That's S-A-M-W-O-O-D-D-O-W. And you can follow me on there. Yep. And also to mention that you've got a, a cruising podcast as well called Cruising with Crew, I believe. Thank you. Yes, I do. Yes, I, uh, I forgot about that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I do have a podcast called Cruising with Crew. And if you like theme parks, you probably like cruise ships because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so you can follow along and find out what life is like for crew members and from a crew perspective as opposed to a guest perspective. Perfect. And Theme Park Loopy, you can find us on Instagram, find us on YouTube. If you enjoy our episodes, uh, feel free to leave us a review or, or a rating on your favourite podcast app. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you again real soon. <laughs>